Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it's weekender time once again. And on this week's show, Ben, Justin, Free, join me in remembering the Alamo through our Indie of the Week. We also check out a whole host of gaming news that's caught our eyes over the last seven days. On top of all of that, one lucky viewer will get a chance to win a copy of the Bolt Action Island Assault Starter Set from store.ontabletop.com. To be able to chance to win, you need to be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below, and if you can ding the dong, like us, share us, and all that good stuff, that would be amazing as well. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello everybody, look at us all back again for another week's worth of gaming news and updates. How have you all been keeping? You're having a wonderful time, have you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. It's wonderful, the sun is shining, nothing to complain about, Jerry. Except for the fact that the sun's sun shining, is shining. it's, yeah, it's yeah. hard as hell. <laughs> that's alright, I stay in my room with my fan going on my black light curtains, so you know, that's the best look. It's the best look. But speaking of black, uh, black rather, we have uh, Black Wind uh, has been announced via the medium of the internet's for Infinity, Ben. Yeah, so uh, this is the new battle pack uh, that is up for pre-order at the moment from the folks at Corvus Belly. Um, Operation Black Wind sort of takes things in a new direction for Infinity Code 1, which everyone will know is the kind of pared down version of infinity uh, that you can dive into and get started with it's not quite as complicated as and complex as the normal infinity n4 so it's a great entry point into the infinity universe um operation blackwind will have you taking on the role of either the aleph pretty awesome or hack islam uh, in a new set that comes with everything you need to get started so you've got your terrain you've got your rules you've got everything you need to get started in infinity and having fun with it this obviously means some fancy new miniatures for both the alef and the hack islam as well if if anyone doesn't know about sort of infinity and the different factions these are really really good sort of starting points for these because they give you a little bit of a breakdown on the law and everything as well which is really cool the alef are amazingly awesome sort of lots of very highfalutin cyberpunky high sci-fi stuff going on there bringing back people from kind of legendary history which is very cool alien geneticists so, exactly nice. yeah so yeah. throw some achilles in there you know helen of troy is one of the new miniatures Ooh. that's come out for them as well which is very nice and as you can see there, you've got saladin exactly as well yeah and there's also the leader of this force looks a lot like the rock which is pretty cool so if, <laughs> if you're interested in picking up haki slam then there's definitely something there for you to dive into and have fun with um, this obviously has come as part of um, Operation Black Wind Week from the folks at uh, Corpus Belly, where they have been putting together a series of different videos for you to dive into and have fun with. So they've done their typical things where uh, Carlos has sat down and gone through the unboxing of the miniatures, as he always does in his unique style, uh, in addition to some background videos talking about the law. They've also discussed the concept art and sort of taking it from, you know, the, the artist stage through to renders and then onto the next sort of the miniatures and all that kind of thing as well, which is very cool. 
And there's even more to come out throughout the rest of the week. By the time you're watching this, all of the videos should be out there for you to dive into and have fun with, including the battle report and all kinds of things like that too. Um, You can dive over onto their web store, as you can see here, uh, to get your hands on the Gen Con bundle, as well as individual components that you would like. Um, So you can either pick up just Operation Blackwind by itself, as you can see here, which comes with the two forces and everything else you need to dive in and have fun with the game. Or you can pick up the Gen Con bundle itself, which comes with loads of additional free miniatures. Um, so you get a Dire Foes pack mm. for Infinity N4, which is very cool. So that's based around the idea of doing um, kind of scenario-based play where you, you've got two um, characters that you, you, know, you need to defend or protect and all that kind yeah. of thing, which is nice. Um, but then you've also got the, uh, the Helen of Troy uh, exclusive miniature. And also there is the Pandora miniature that comes with the pre-order bundle as well. And she's carrying a box and nothing bad happens with, you know, when you've got Pandora and box in the same sentence. No, nothing. No. Unheard of thing. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it did contain hope. That's it's cool. always a good thing. The Helen of Troy is stunning. Modern. That's amazing miniatures. Yeah. 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 Interesting yeah. stuff. So Hackerslam in mm-hmm. thieving all around them. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, for the Helen of uh, Troy, does she launch a thousand spaceships? Uh, <laughs> she might do if Hackers Lamb get out of the place with whatever it is they've stolen from that research yeah, station. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, a thousand spaceships from the elf uh, is probably going to hurt somebody an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Really nice looking yeah. packs of stuff. I like the uh, the Dire Foes set. Because yes. it's, it's yeah. three hackers, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. One for each faction, plus a neutral. Well, so you can play a little narrative scenario about trying to get your hands nice. on um, mm-hmm. the uh, whatever it was that was stolen from that facility. Yeah, let's yeah. face it, history. The other thing that's really nice about these as well is that while this is the introduction again for people to dive into Code One and playing the game with the, these factions and the, the the slightly more pared down rules, mm-hmm. all of these work with N four. So if you yep. do play N four and you just want some fancy new miniatures. There's nothing stopping you picking up Blackwind and picking it up for yourself because, you know, all the tables, the like little map that they've got in the set is set up for regular games of Infinity. All the terrain is, you know, appropriate for the game as well. So, you know, it's, it's perfect for if you're you're playing Code 1, getting started, yeah. or, or if you're just a fan of uh, N4 in general. So, yeah, yeah. very cool. There's some of the figures. I may have to pick up Helen of Troy. Mm, it's very pretty. <laughs> it's very, very pretty. It's very cool. It's very I've cool. got Achilles. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't do, I, but I like the models, so no, might, she might be a nice bookend for him. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough of that. But yeah, if you're interested, um, you can go to the Infinity Hub over on tabletop.com, uh, and we'll have links to all the relevant videos, yeah, yeah, articles We're, that pop yeah. out uh, over the uh, next week. Anyway, we've been hosting it all there, so you can go check it out. And then there's full links to everything you need. Um, from the uh, the Gen Con bundles. I think there's also uh, options for you to go and pick it up from Wayland as well, which is pretty cool. So if you're looking to pick that up from the Wayland Game Store, if you're over here in the UK, you can do that as yeah. well, which is uh, nice. And if you're so. out and about in the rest of the world, check your local... Um, FOGs. Yeah, your, your local game store, because most of the bundles these days can be gotten via them as well. Yep. So yes. very cool. Yeah. So yeah, you're not going to miss out on the uh, the delightful little Helm and Pandora figure. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no just, just because you're far away in the world. So, <laughs> excellent stuff. Uh no Warren this week. Nobody did be deafened. No. Oh no, madness, not this madness, I say. Uh but we are about to kick into the most important part of the week. Oh. It is of course our Indie of the Week. Gentle and sometimes. this week 
<laughs> this week is a rather small, bespoke, a niche. Oh. A, a niche of a niche of a niche. Little indie, as is my want in life sometimes. Um, <laughs> like it fits right in the pigeonhole. Well, <laughs> I have been uh, <laughs> kicking around looking at uh, cowboys and Indians recently um, right. for Dead Man's Hand. Uh, and I was also, because I couldn't find Dead Man's Hand because I've hidden it apparently <laughs> on myself. Uh, but it's a West Safe, yeah. In a place that's somewhere completely logical, completely uh, uh, yeah, safe. The safest one, location. 100% safe. Uh, so tomorrow we're meant to be playing Dead Man's Hand at the club. Uh, so I've told people to come down and play Dead Man's Hand. Uh, that may not be happening now. But I, I dusted <laughs> off, I was dusting off my um, Legends of the Old West. Nice. Uh, as a, an alternative for cowboys. Uh, and engines, uh, and the Alamo book, which is what I picked up on spec because I wasn't really interested in the Mexican uh, War of Independence or the, the okay. Revolutionary yeah. War of Texas, but it had rules in it for a couple of other ranges uh, for posses of mountain men. It also had big mass battle rules in it as well, um, which the other Legends books didn't have. And so I got thinking, going, oh, you know, that was then. Now things have changed. Things have moved on. I'm different. We're all different. We've all passed a lot of water since then. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'd be interested in doing some sort of Alamo like stuff and, and doing some yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the Texas wars. And um, in my travels, I came across a Bruce Hill miniatures, uh, which specialize uh, in doing the the Alamo and the Texas uh, War of Independence. Nice. I imagine the Mexicans could still be used for the Mexican War of Independence themselves, so you could put them up against um, you would assume so, the yeah. Spanish yeah. as well, because that, that was only 10 to 20 years earlier. Um, so the, the weaponry is more or less the same, and I imagine the uniforms wouldn't be that dissimilar. Uh, oh, do they have a miniature of, uh, what's his name, Santa Ana? We've got lots of miniatures. We'll, we'll get to the miniatures in a moment. All right, all right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it, I couldn't find out who sculpts them, but based on the style oh. of sculpting, I have a sneaking suspicion it's Paul Hicks. Which uh, it see. looks very Hicksian, doesn't it? It, it yeah. does look very Hicksian. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to set that off to the gallery there. Ah. Uh, I will stop off via the online store. Um, so you can see some things come as sort of single packs or character packs. Masked bandit. The very masked good. bandido. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why we're going to have a look at the galleries, the pictures are there a bit better. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I wouldn't mind if I could only see these, but I know it would irritate people at home, especially Boyd, <laughs> when he looks at this. Uh, but yeah, the masked bandido, um, both mounted and on foot for six pounds. I mean, by Grabthar's hammer, what a savings. Um, but... Uh, I was just checking to see whether or not that would sort by. These are 28 mil, yeah? These are all 28s. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have a variety of things like the presidential troopers, you have mountain men, uh, the sort of Texan um, independence, and, but you also have civilians and uh, sort of militiamen as well. So some of the, the, the name people, some I know, some I don't. Um, but like I said, it's a relatively small range and at the moment um, quite compact in Bijou and mm. very good pricing on it as well. So for people sort of looking to step yeah. into it, you can see there's a whole host there. Uh, I, will, I will get to the, the Tiny Fighting Men pictures in a moment. Look, oh, yeah, you need casualties. There's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And did you, did you not see the, the cannon come and take it gun? That's oh, yeah. special. <laughs> well, well the, the, the come and take it was the the sort of the, the standard that they raised 
um, at the uh, start. Okay. The, the, oh! the Mexicans were sent to take a cannon back that they'd given to, I can't remember where, uh, they'd given somebody the a cannon to help them fight off um, bandits and Indians. And then whenever they sort of declared independence, the army went up to get it and they raised a flag with a cannon on it and the, the legend underneath, come and take it. Uh, and then proceeded to unleash hell on the Mexican soldiers that were attacking. Oh. Uh, but yes, there is a mariachi band. Oh, that, that's amazing. The, the little flamenco dancer is fantastic. Yep. But I, uh, I think if we just dance off to the gallery. Nice. I think what's, what's quite nice about it is that because it's focused around uh, a particular like moment in time, Yes. I think it allows them to have a lot of fun with the characters yeah. and, and building on that element of things as well as well as it just being the kind of rank and file stuff. Yeah, they're they're, they're a bit more Hollywood esque. It's, as well, that's it's true. funny you say that because see this guy up front. Uh-huh. If anybody watched the say late eighties, early nineties Zorro TV show, right? There was like a fat sergeant who was constantly <laughs> being bamboozled by Zorro and he looked just like that <laughs> that's fantastic so I, oh, very I, cool. I think it is very Hollywood-esque in that regards um, but Davey the, the Crockett Davey Crockett absolutely gorgeous <laughs> remember the Alamo <laughs> good old Davey 100, 108 bears in one season Davey Crockett yeah wrestled one with one arm behind his back or was it the bear with biting it oh, wow no <laughs> but yeah the, the sculpts themselves are absolutely Ooh. gorgeous and the uh, the paint jobs, some oh, of the paint jobs are slowly making their way onto the website. So, like the mariachis, you will have seen that they had both the the bare metals and the the others. But there are people like Zoro's in here. Sorry, I mean the mask mask ranger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Crockett's last stand itself, and these are amazing sculpts. Even if you don't have access to a thirty year old out of print book, or whatever whatever that is, <laughs> ten years nineties were ten years ago. Um, there are plenty of other games that these will slot into anyway. Uh, I was thinking of something like Osprey's Chosen Men, where it's Napoleonics, but it wouldn't take much to change it over. Mm-hmm. And it's all about small units uh, doing daring deeds in a, a sort of sharp style. So it would work well for this uh, without too much of an issue. But the figures themselves are absolutely gorgeous. And I like the the defenders and the militia. Uh, so those are some of the, the Mexican natives who rebelled against Santa Ana, the possibly Tejano, but who knows? Who knows? Those guys are fancy. Oh, <laughs> look at the side of his face. Yeah, yeah oh, the big yeah. mountain chops. Yeah, if, if you're I'm after the mountain from hunting beavers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're after mountain men, um, or, or posses for other sort of uh, small scale skirmish games then there are some stunning figures in here even if you're not planning on actually doing the the texas war of independence um which let's face it was only oh eight months not Mm. even it was a very very small snippet of time uh but there's other bits and pieces you can do within there tassels and the the sculpts themselves are absolutely darling yeah I think what's cool about it as well is that because you've got so many of those named character packs that they've put into the the mix, mm. it'll mean that when you sit down to, you know, put together forces for the game or warbands and gangs and that kind of mm. thing, you'll actually be like, oh, 
who was this character? Who mm. was William Blaisby? And you know, you're going to do a little bit of do research on it and stuff yeah. as well, which is really nice. So, yeah. I notice he's carrying a Harper-esque knock. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, you know, when you need to kill seven people in a very tight <laughs> pack very quickly. It's the way to do it. I do wonder where would be the best place to go for like terrain kits if you were wanting to actually do the Alamo as a gaming table. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I'm pretty sure I've seen somebody who's done the Alamo, but anybody who's doing anything vaguely Adobe is good. Mm. So you'll find them from the likes of TT Combat, Sarissa, uh, things from the basement, all do Adobe buildings and um, sort of little church sets and stuff like that. Sort of oh. podge it together a little. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the Alamo was a complete shambles. It was a. It was like a little church complex that had been used by the army, but it had fallen into disrepair. So it it would it was in pieces before it got hammered back to uh, the Stone Age. Mm. But uh, there's no reason why you, you can't put it together yourself. There's um there's plenty of plans and diagrams for the Alamo. But yeah, stunning set. Oh, this is a really really good range. I love it. It's so cool. Love the mariachi. Yeah. Well, why not? Why not dance on a table? There's a Spanish governor. Is again, governor's looking daughter? not dissimilar to the evil Spanish governor who Zoro was constantly butting heads with. <laughs> yes. Oh. Texans and frock coats. There's a lot to be said about some nice frock coats. So it's an interesting little period because I, st I was starting to reread the, the Alamo book as well um, and sort of trying to get a, an idea of where it all sort of sprang from. And um, we obviously, we always think of the, the, the sort of the Texas War of Independence, but it was one small section of Mexican land um, that was rebelling against essentially undue taxes and, and citizens rights as as is often the case um but then after after the uh texan war of independence the santa Ana was released sent back to mexico took control again and decided to go for a bit of a recovery to recover his lost land and lost even more because mexico held most of the southern and western uh what now states so sort of from california all the way down hence so many of the the city names like los angeles and things like that are still sort of spanish san diego yeah but oh no funny <laughs> image had to be at least one the gray company in there as well but yeah it's uh a little a little snapshot into a, a period that i think everybody's heard remember the alamo not many people have, have looked in and around the actual oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, uh, sorry, go, sorry go ahead, Ben. No, no, it's fine, Colin. Just, yeah. I was just thinking, <laughs> you know, the Alamo is one of those things that always comes up, you know, just in historical shows. Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's one of those things, even like time travel shows, will go back and go, yeah, let's go visit the Alamo. <laughs> That's true. Day yeah, trip. Yeah. <laughs> I was just interestingly oh. looking up. I was looking up Boot Hill on Google just to see if I could find the sculptor. I think you are right. I think it is Hicks, but. Yeah. It actually, there was a Boot Hill role-playing game, which was a, a Wild West RPG as well from TSR back in the day, apparently. Makes sense. So if you're interested in using these for an old role-playing game, <laughs> you can as well, I guess. Well, yeah. kind of cool. So, yeah. Look at that. 
That's so cool. That horse has such a pretty smile. Yeah. <laughs> so easy to paint. That's wonderful. Everything That's gorgeous. Goes, everything goes black. Black, little bit of dry brushing. Away you go. Yeah. So. And you had... I uh, haven't seen Houston on our travels yet, so I don't know if they've sculpted him yet. Um, I like the additional table for the dancer. That's <laughs> 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 Extra furniture. Why not? But uh, General General Houston, who uh, was a bit of a legend in the area as well. It, annoyingly, this is now making me want to go back and watch the mariachi. Uh, <laughs> I, I have mariachi music stuck in my head. Now. Yeah. So I, one one of these men needs to have a belt with a gun built into mm. the crotch. Uh. <laughs> uh, you've got wrong man. Yeah, something, something's not quite right there that nah, needs to happen needs to happen yeah. <laughs> like I say we get we're coming near the end of the actual gallery anyway as the, the Tony Hart music brings to a close yeah. <laughs> but the the figure range themselves uh, are it's diverse yeah an adorable little set like I say it's only Four pages at the moment, so stuff sort of gets added, added as and when. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for the majority of the Mexicans, because they're uniform troops, you don't really need to um, to worry too much about them uh, replication within them. Uh, so they have the the various line infantry and um, light skirmishers and sort of dismounted cavalry. So that's all good, and there's a nice spread of them as well for skirmish packs. Um, but it's really the uh, the addition of the, the likes of the mountain men and the Mexican and Texan uh, natives, um, where they've really got that sort of diversity within the the sculpts and the the equipment they've got as well to give you that sort of ragtag militia feel, fighting for their land. Absolutely gorgeous, and I'll definitely be. Uh, you definitely def- got somewhere to go for one stop shop in that particular area, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. There's the general. Oh, there's Sam Houston as well. <laughs> Only man to be governor of two different states. Oh wow! Man, I love the I love the character they've built into the sculpts. They're so nice. Governor of Tennessee, yeah. and then thirty years later, when Texas actually became a state, he was governor there as well. Gorgeous figures. There's time for a spot of tea. <laughs> they're, they're at the gates I don't care and in, and probably, yeah. probably coffee well yeah that's true yeah. the nice thing about this as well is it's another kind of era of history that probably people haven't really dived into because uh, yeah, as you say a lot of people have done Wild West stuff Yeah, but they've probably very rarely looked you know towards the Alamo and this kind of thing as well which is kind you of- do suggest it's niche and you don't expect the resources to be there and the stuff yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice yeah. to say I know um, somebody, I want to say it's Denzian, uh, one of our community members has been doing Silver Bayonet, but in Mexico oh, yeah, during yeah, this yeah. period. Yeah. Um, so during the, the Mexican War of Independence, I think. So mm-hmm. So it's interesting because obviously Old West, Wild West, whatever you want to call it, is normally 18... 60s, yes. 70s, yeah, 80s, yeah. whereas this is 1820s to 1830s. So you're dealing with slightly different weaponry as well if you are choosing to um, 
to decide mm. to, to run into the Mexican. You you have more the musket and rifle, so yeah, yeah. Um, barrel loaded rather than breech loaded. Old old west, yeah. not old west. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so when you're looking for games, you either have to adapt the weapons mm-hmm. uh, if you're playing a, an, an old west game to make them more appropriate, or get a, a Napoleonic rule set and then just transpose it across. But yeah, Boothill Miniatures. .co.uk. Very cool. I think it's yeah, a nice definitely want to go and check out. Mm. Charming little period and era that uh, often gets neglected and uh, mm. should be interesting for some little uh, little skirmish games. And especially if you if you've got a, a Zoro, why not have a Zoro? <laughs> I think you've got to do that. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> have a Zoro specifically, you should live with that, Jared. You really do. <laughs> I'm just thinking now, actually, because there's another Osprey game that it could work for. Oh, because it. You could use On Guard, which is all about swashbuckling. Oh, yeah, you I'm could. Play, yeah. play some of those things because it does have musketry in here. <laughs> right, no, sorry. No, no, just, focus. Just, just, don't People forget. at home, focus. You got this. You need to stop no. getting distracted. I don't know no, why. Just don't forget, if you're playing with Zorro, he has to have plot armor. Doesn't, he doesn't need plot armor. He's Zorro. He's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> Put below how awesome Zorro is on a scale of one to Zorro. Right. We're going to move on, and when we come back, we're going to be checking out the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the news. <laughs> all right, folks, uh, so back to discuss some tabletop news from the past week or so. And um, we're starting off with some stuff that was released by uh, Wall of Games, at least for pre-order, uh, last weekend, which is very, very cool, though, for anyone who is interested in Bolt Action and World War Two. <laughs> what an interesting thing that we have a prize for Bolt oh, Action. Oh, no, this will never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so this is the new set that is coming out that covers the North Africa campaign, uh, which is called A Gentleman's War, uh, and focuses in on both the British of the Eighth Army, or at least the British Commonwealth as a whole, actually, which is pretty cool, uh, and also the Africa Corps for the Germans. So uh, on the one side, you have a pack of the British infantry alongside a new plastic vehicles as well, which we'll get to those in a little bit. Um, so the actual plastic infantry is made up using the Commonwealth sprue. Uh, so it comes with all the different bits and pieces that you need for making your British troops, but you can also make them as Canadians and New Zealanders and all that kind of thing as well, if you really wanted to go down that route. I think Sikh heads are on there. There's also Sikh heads on there oh, as well, nice. which is nice, yeah. Uh, because there was a lot of a lot of different people fighting mm. in North Africa for the Brits, uh, which is pretty cool, was, you know. Uh, South Africans, all sorts of different people, Canadians, as we were saying. Um, and the kit comes really, with... We used to be bigger. <laughs> we used to be big. <laughs> we used to be big in the 1800s, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, there's a bunch of different weapon options on there as well. So you've got your standard rifles in there, but you've also got um, sort of machine gun kits and all that kind of thing there, alongside anti-tank guns and stuff as well, if you really wanted to dive in and have fun with it, which is pretty nice. Um, but yeah, this set also comes with the uh, Humber Mark two or four mm. armoured car which you can see there uh, and this is going to be the only place that you'll be able to pick up these plastic vehicles because there's one for the Germans as well for the time being until they get really separately but if you want to get your hands on those right now you can do and have fun with it so if you want to drive around on the sands in a Humber then you will be able to do that which is pretty nice uh, if you want to recreate a bridge too far exactly yeah have fun give, with that 
give one to the Germans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on the other side of things as well, you also have the Africa Corps uh, that everyone will know, uh, led by uh, Mr. Rommel himself, uh, who are looking very, very cool indeed. Again, you've got all the same sort of um, uh, weapon options that you expect. So you've got your standard rifles, machine guns, mortars, and all that kind of thing, which is nice, as well as spotter teams and command elements as well. So as well as this just being like a neat plastic kit that could be added on to something that you already own for North Africa, you could also use this as your starting point because you've got all the different bits in there for making your command figures and then making smaller infantry units. So if you're just starting out and getting used to playing bolt action, this is really, really good because you've it's basically nice. got like maybe two, two squads a special weapon and then some commanders and then away you go and you've also got the vehicle in there as well to kind of like take things to the next level with your rules which i think is quite nice Dang. um the vehicle there is the oh, this is a, a big long german thing the sdkfs 222 slash 223 armored car so yes. if you're interested in going yes. down that route you can do as well if anybody remembers what all those things mean please tell me but there we go <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as well as well as all of the miniatures that you get in the set you're also going to be getting all the things you need to start playing the game so you're going to get a couple of sort of rule books oh, wow. and booklets for you to dive into and have fun <clears> with <throat> so there'll be all the core rules for bolt action along with a book to kind of introduce you to the game and sort of take you through your first steps playing it um obviously playing out sort of scenarios that are sort of based around north africa which is quite nice you've also got your pin markers your order dice, your regular dice for doing all that lovely rolling, and also templates and chits and all that kind of thing as well, which is quite nice. So it's a really good little set for diving in and playing uh, Bolt Action in North Africa if you, is you know, it sort of catches your eye. So yeah, yeah. So, smashing stuff. I um, <clears throat> I use the core plastic boxes whenever we ran the Bolt Action uh, boot camp. In the Western Desert, many moons ago, you can <laughs> you can get about seven hundred to seven hundred and fifty points out of the plastic set. Yeah, which will yeah. do your commander some support, uh, your core um, nice. infantry, and then when you add in the uh, armored vehicles to both sides, you'll find <laughs> that that sort of pushes it up to eight nine hundred points, um, which is more than more than adequate for starting oh, yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you shouldn't need to add too much more if you want to expand beyond that. Yeah, the, the only thing you probably want to do is probably get yourself some kind of ruined buildings or something, but you can usually pick up terrain in, in that sense from a whole bunch of different people out there in the world. So it yeah. should be fine. Just ruined rubbly walls and the way you yeah. go, really. Um, That's I mean, very true. And everybody knows, you know, the bolt action system, if you've played it, is really, really good. The, you know, the pulling the dice out of the bag thing and doing your orders and things is really, really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a really neat, neat little system that is a very good entry point into World War II because it's kind of, you know, straddles the line between it being kind of action comic-y fun, yeah. but also being sort of realistic World War II at the same time, which I think is quite nice. So yeah. Yeah, no, the interesting sets. I'm looking forward to seeing those plastic um, yeah. plastic armoured cars for both sides. Yes, oh. yes. You see, what the, you see what the little bits and pieces in the kit are for those. Yeah. They're first releasing this box. Well, I presume they'll be uh, released separately after the box, I guess so. I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. I'm wondering you if they customise it that way. Tallery um, kits, because I know Warlord have done a lot with them in the past. I have done, yeah. Most, yeah. most of their kits are from Tallery. Mm. But I wasn't sure that they'd done a Hammer Arbored car mm. or the 222. <laughs> no. Time will tell. Anyway. We'll, yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see it soon enough on our web store. And we will we will mention we will mention it in the news if we do. If we do yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Who's next then? More big news. Uh, so yeah, so this is this is pretty massive. Um, <laughs> almost Warjack sized. Oh, <laughs> one does have me excited. Yeah. So this is the news that we're getting a new edition, almost kind of a revamping in a way of War Machine from the folks at Privateer Press. So they are moving on to Mark Four of their game. Uh, and this was pretty massive news this week that is also going to be carried on into next week when obviously we move towards Gen Con and we get to see a little bit more about it. Uh, But as a basis for this, the whole point behind what they're doing here with Mark IV is they want to kind of uh, reset the the clock effectively when it comes to War Machine. Mm -hmm. There's obviously a lot of history built up behind the game up until this point with loads and loads of miniatures and all that kind of thing. Uh, And what they're trying to do here is they're trying to make it a little bit easier and simpler for people to dive into the game for the first time. Mm. So one of the massive things that they're going to be doing is they're going to be, there's going to be two different modes of play. So there will be unlimited, which will allow you to play with every miniature that has ever been released from War Machine for the past half a million years. (laughs) From the the first metal models all the way through to the most recent plastics and resins Mm. and that kind of thing. So, you know, if you love all your old miniatures and you want to keep playing with all of them, then you can do. The other side of things is going to be what's called Prime. So Prime will focus on some of the existing miniatures range, Mm -hmm. but mostly around the newly released Mark IV miniatures that will come out for the various factions. And the idea behind this is similar a little bit to Code 1 for Infinity uh, from Corvus Belli, Mm -hmm. is that you'll be able to dive in with a much smaller, smaller pool of models and have a lot of fun with the game very, very quickly without having to worry about all the different things that have been released over you know a billion years from, yeah. from Private Press for War Machine. This also then sort of works into the way that their starter sets and all those things are going to be working in the future as well. So they're going to be designing their starter sets from the viewpoint of new people diving in. And it will be the idea will be that the starter sets themselves will allow you to play 50-point games out of the box. Nice and simple, fun. They will then do expansion sets that will be... L- sort of bodged onto the end of each faction starter that will immediately take you up to 75 points. So effectively you just, you know, add them in and away you go. And then there will be also be additional sets that will come out that will then take you up towards hundred. And then that's where kind of where they want to try and cap things when it comes to prime. So that's sort of like your base level for playing the game, but kind of works with their idea of doing those kind of like journeyman league style things yeah. where you'll start off with a starter box, add in one new thing, and then maybe a couple of additional things here and there. Which I think nice. cool. For I those people. More granular though. Yeah, it is a little bit more granular, which is kind of interesting. Uh, They have also said that a lot of those box sets are going to come with options for you to play around with those models. So you'll still be within the 50-point kind of range when it comes to those start sets, but all the Warjack kits and all that kind of thing will come with weapon options, which I think is quite nice because they've done some really interesting things with the Warjacks, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm -hmm. For those people who who are thinking, but what about Hordes? Well, Hordes is going to be folded into the War Machine rules. so. They're going to be starting things off with Warcaster-led Horde forces to begin with. Mm-hmm. So your Trollbloods and all that kind of thing, your Circle Orbros, they're all going to be led by Warcaster to begin with, using the similar mechanics from, from War Machine. And then those kind of familiar mechanics for Hordes, where you do, you're a little bit more reactive in the game, are going to be sort of brought in next year, in sort of August 2023, where you'll be able to see your familiar Warlocks and things entering the fray. 
this is one of the factions that's going to be sort of leading the way for um, everything in October when the new start sets come out. So we're going to get the Orgoth coming to the tabletop once more, uh, sort of leading their chaotic legions of monstrous foes and sort of weird cultists against the forces of Signal, which I think is quite nice. Mm. Um, but this then leads me on to talking about the miniatures. So a lot of people will be aware that Privateer Press have done metal, plastic, resin over the years. Now, with costs going up across the board for a lot of these different materials, they are taking a very, very interesting approach to how they're going to release their models for Mark IV. Right. Now, when I say the word 3D printing, everyone's going to immediately think, oh, STL files. That's not necessarily the case. That may come later on down the line. But what they're going to be doing is they're going to be using in-house 3D printing at like an industrial scale, one would imagine, in order to create all of your miniatures because that allows them to keep everything within house and from what they've been talking about when it comes to their sort of test uh, models and that kind of thing it should mean that things are out there in the wild much much quicker mm. um, they're also designing them so that the kits go together in this kind of more modular fashion and they are pre-designed for magnets so that you can attach different weapons onto the war jacks and so and things as you see fit which i think is very cool the other mm. thing they've also they've said is that this will mean that if they want to sell quicker in Europe or Asia, for example, they can set up bases of operation with the 3D printing technology and effectively cut out of the mix shipping and all that kind of thing, which yeah. is quite nice. I mean, this this was always one of the biggest things for Privateer, because I remember when we first started looking at them, uh, they had a factory set up in Liverpool, if I remember right. And even with a factory set up over here, it was really hard to keep the stock levels up just because it was so, so popular back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be very interesting seeing, seeing if this actually pays off, I think. Uh, I, I mean, you know, a lot of people have been like, oh, 3D printing, oh, well, it's still a kind of... But when, when you think about it on the scale that they're going to be investing in this, this isn't kind of like your 3D printer in the back room kind of thing. This is like the next level stuff. So it could be very interesting where it goes. Uh, in as well the future, as that, so. you'll have the the people in their like production bases who are like fully trained. They're doing it every yes. single day. Exactly, that yeah. quality tr control is going to be there as well. Oh yeah, rather yeah. than running one out at home and oh crap, misprint because I, <laughs> exactly. I set one yeah. thing wrong. Exactly, yeah. Uh, going back to rules for a second. Mm -hmm. So this week they also announced that you can try out the new Mark Four Four rules for free right now uh, the beta rules are available for you to download alongside a set of beta cards for a bunch of the uh, for a bunch of starting sort of yeah. starting off factions if you want to dive in and have a go with the game they are fully embracing the idea of you basically breaking it and having fun with it if you want uh, and they want you to give feedback and all that kind of thing which is really really nice um so you better dive in have fun with the game see what you think about it and take it forward a lot of people have already been uh, talking about the fact that it sort of feels like it's moving a little bit towards um uh, is it is it Warcaster the the sci-fi version? I can't mm. remember the name. Yeah, Warcaster. Yes, that's it. Neo Mechanica. Yeah. So moving over to kind of like Neo Mechanica and using those rules a little bit to kind of in, uh, sort of influence the way in which they they uh, sort of design War Machine Mark IV at the moment. So we also had a roadmap that came out. <laughs> There's a lot of information that got dumped over this week. Yeah. So <laughs> Wow. I think the, the yeah. big thing for this is even though they've announced uh, yeah. fourth edition. Mm -hmm. Mark Four. It doesn't actually officially land until January. Yes, so, it's just a little while. So yeah, yeah that this isn't going to be. Oh my God, we're changing everything overnight. Um, as you can see from the roadmap, they have this sort of slow build. So yes, the yeah, there is going to be an accompanying app um, later on this year, and then 
come January when the official release of of Mark Four kicks off, then they'll have the the final version of rules and app both. Um, yeah. Which means they've they've got what, what five months, six months for people in the community to get involved, try it out, mm. and see. Um, and then really cool. it, as well, you know, they're they're focusing on the Orgoth, the Signar, and the Kador to kick things off. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. they're not overloading themselves. I would say trying to do every single yeah. faction. Yeah. So I, I guess that'll be good for it. Again, I think they've been somewhat influenced by the way that Corvus Belly have, have approached Code One in many regards. I think where they've kind of started off with two factions, then added two more in, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that really nice that really works nicely for what they want to do with War Machine because there's so many factions and sub factions and that kind of thing as well, which I think would be very interesting. That this isn't to say that anything that you already own is going to be sort of defunct mm. because alongside doing what they're what they're working on for mark four they are going to continue to update what has already been released oh. for war machine so if you have existing models um if jerry just scrolls down just a little bit you'll see like there's a little line underneath about mm. what they're going to be doing about legacy content so you will be able to nice. follow through on what's happened for your faction uh, if you don't play one of those, say, for example, you play Cricks or something, they're going to be working on that all the way through up until April and all that kind of thing as well, mm. which is quite nice, I think. So, you know, it's not an end for what you've been doing previously with Mark III, although obviously it will eventually be. But, you know, for the na- for the meantime, you can still keep playing Mark III and then slowly build into Mark IV as you go. And if you're new and you're thinking, oh, my God, I really like the look of those Orgoth models or something, well, the likelihood is you'll be able to dive into an entirely new version of War Machine that's been reformed and re, you know revamped to make it a lot more accessible for you to dive into, and also more available at friendly local gaming stores, which I think is the massive thing because you you need the supply to stores in order for people to get a hold of the models and start playing the games. So so it should be really fascinating to see where they go with this one. I think. So, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me being a an old War Machine player is right, the way yeah. they actually changed some of the ways that you're going to be building your armies. So things mm. like having your Warcasters not having a set set of spells. Yeah. Because mm. time was way back when your Warcaster, they had their set of spells, that's it. Uh, when I was reading through this, it's saying they'll actually have like a list of ones to pick from. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. time was you wanted something different in your army, swap your Warcaster. Now you can have your favorite Warcaster just tweaking what they're actually able to do on the battlefield as well. Which, Which I think good. I think it's a great idea. It really mm. is a great idea. And then having the the modular warjacks as well, and like you were saying, having them pre-designed to take magnets, you're going to get so much more value out of you know each warjack that you're picking up yeah. to actually put into your game. So I think really really good idea on that, just for like pure quality of life improvements for yeah. players. Mm. I, I think I think genuinely from reading through what they've been talking about with their announcements and the way that they want to try and handle this over the next year or so. Um, it seems like Privateer are really focused on, you know, bringing the best version of War Machine to the tabletop that they can, which I think is really, really good. And it's nice to have another game out there, <laughs> you know, that people can dive into and have fun with, especially one that we, you know, classically loved. Uh, yeah. Needs to see a little bit more TLC around the around clubs and things. It's quite got, an interesting. I've got one. so many War Machine factions in a box somewhere. So, <laughs> see, I think I've heard this from all of you because I've come into the industry at this point, and I have heard nothing but nice things about, especially from you, Justin, about you you having to play War Machine, putting time and effort into it, and a lot of you have just said, "Yeah, but it's dead now." And it's really interesting to see the revival. Are you interested, Justin? Do you think you're going to get back involved? Well, honestly, both myself and John, when we saw this. 
we've both looked at it and went, time to break out the old collection and give it nice. back. Nice, exactly. So, and I mean, it, it's not so much that it, it's, that it died. It's just, all right, now this, this is my own personal opinion, but I think one of the worst things, well, there are two things that Privateer Press did that I think really sort of hung the game up a little bit. Number one was when they got rid of their press gangers because they used to have a huge base of like volunteers who would go out and run stuff in local gaming stores to really push the game forward. Without that, I think that was a bit of a hit to them. And then whenever they also switched to digital cards, now, fine, I'm okay with digital stuff, but there are so many people out there, Jerry, who just want to have a piece of card in front of them. So I think those are like two of the major things that I think mm-hmm. really stymied the game. And I think yeah. with this, there's a real opportunity for them to to bring it back to the fore. Because at one time, they were the main competitor compared to Workshop. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've sat there and had you and John speak about it quite often. And it's, it's just interesting for me to kind of see the outside perspective and everybody getting excited about something they loved once so much. It's a change of dynamic. There you go. If you're interested in keeping tabs on what's going on, um, we've got a link over there to the actual press release uh, and also to the rules and cards that you can take out There's, and switch the, out yourselves? The press release is very, very in-depth. So oh, I, yeah. I, I have only spark-noted this <laughs> on OTT. There is a lot more yeah. depth in there for you to dive into and, and, and enjoy. So Also yeah. a little video on that press release yes. showing you some sneak peeks, like 3D previews and stuff of oh, some of the miniatures. Nice. Just very, very quickly, so yeah. definitely worth looking at. So there you go. If you're interested in kicking off with your uh, Warcasters for the first time, or uh, if uh, you're into the hordes, then check out what's coming. It's interesting with the run-up to Gen Con, essentially going, this is where we are for this Gen Con, and this is where we'll be for next Gen Con. Yeah. Here's, here's your next year from us, um, and our, our sort of our our plans for the game as well. So I do love a roadmap. Yep. Hopefully we'll see <laughs> a, a big revival. Uh, for War Machine and Hordes in the not-too-distant future. Uh, uh, speaking of revivals... Yeah, that was a good segue. That was a good one. Obviously, it's been quite it's been quite quiet on the Legends of the Five Rings tabletop game front, the, the, the role-playing side of things. It's been quiet. We've seen an art, bo- art book pop up not too long ago and that showed us the, the Emerald Empire. But if you, it's been around for some time. It's been around, like, going with content go back to, like, 90s. But if you've not jumped in... And you wasn't so keen on learning the roll and keep system and you were interested. But Asmodee and Ed Studio are releasing a 5e source book, um, inspired RPG, and it's Guild Adventures in Rock Again. And it's gearing up to release next month and it's going to give players the whole world for Dungeons Dragons 5th edition, which is quite cool. So it is no doubt a wonderful way to get in some new players. And it's such a vast universe as well, and it is teaming up with the 5e rule set. So the Emerald Empire itself is getting a bit of a resurrection. So we're dipping back into the mythology and folktales of East Asia, and you're going to be stepping up as samurai, you're going to be throwing blades, you're going to be throwing magic, and you're going to be in the midst of peace, war, and mystery so edge studio have used the 5e system reference document to kind of tweak and tailor the world uh, and just to introduce some new players into the fold really so the book itself as i said is called adventures in rock again and it's 424 pages so it takes a complete peer into the universe um, it includes a whole scope of information on the emerald empire 
um, that loops into clans, monsters, classes, all with a 5e twist. So they're not just stopping at that one book. If you think you're going to throw yourself in at full pace and want to get cracking with 5e, they're also releasing a Games Masters kit alongside the source book. And that's a 32-page book and a four-panel Games Master screen. So we are fast approaching this release that is coming out next week on the 5th of August. So if you are looking an excuse to revive your Legends of Five Rings campaign or want to bring some new players into the world, it's a really nice way to streamline it seamlessly by flexing a bit of 5e in the air as well. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled because it's quite a cool development, this one. Yeah, it's interesting. We, we see this more and more where... Um we get games in 5e version as well mm-hmm. because people don't want to learn another rule well, yeah. system. You Is played that... a fair bit, didn't you, Jerry? Uh, Legend 5 Rings Tabletop RPG. Oh, yeah, but yeah. all from Alderac. Yeah. Uh, so AEG and none of that came no, five here. Five, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but it's always good fun to go into the Shadowlands with a bunch of yeah, people and get exactly. your ass kicked by tiny little gremlins. Mm. Well, the, the question is, is it just that 5th Ed is a superior system or no. is it just... No. Oh, I, I think it's because it's what piece, most people use because it's Dungeons and Dragons, so it's easy okay. to access yeah. any other world. It's a great idea I, for new people to try it, it out. It comes down to the game you're playing, so I don't have a problem with it for mm-hmm. this because it's a heroic game where you're playing heroes. Heroic fantasy setting. Heroic yeah. fantasy setting, it's perfect for it. But in the past, they've shoehorned before 5e when it was just uh, osr they shoehorned cthulhu in there and that makes no sense because at no point should anybody be thinking i can take on a cthulhu I'm creature a hero, yeah <laughs> uh, you meant don't be a hero <laughs> yeah you will suffer and you will die that's the whole point yeah, of it so you will go bivaldy it, it's it comes down to whether or not the the game fits mm. the system and this one it does um if people yeah. want to to stick with the other version the other version's still yeah. going to be available anyway but if it's an easy yeah, sell for your group it's probably not exactly. a bad shot. i know that uh, edge studios have continued to produce all of the existing ffg role-playing books because my friend's mm-hmm. been diving into That's the right. star wars rpg stuff that ffg did which i i quite like um mm-hmm. even though a lot of people still quite like the older systems and things but uh <laughs> again an- another d20 yeah. what yeah. failure but uh, um the uh the um as i say it's just issues are producing those older books yeah. but this will make this one a lot more readily available for a lot uh, of people and because yeah. it has that 5e tag on it it'll hopefully mean that a lot of people will experience a world that this they wouldn't necessarily I dive into because yes. I, I think that's the draw of this is that everybody knows D now it's almost become the yeah. de facto way to do, explain that you are a role player you just say oh i play D." No, but actually, you play World of Dinosaurs. So, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of people will say, "Well, I just play D anD D because it's an easy term to use." A bit like how we talk about Warhammer now. It's like Warhammer is synonymous <laughs> with wargaming. Or Google. Um, or Google. Or Google is about searching. Yeah, yeah. So, well, here's here's a question for you: Is there any particular IP that you guys think would be amazing if it was switched into Five E? A system that already exists that would be good in Five E. Well, oh, is there a system that already exists, or an IP that you would love to see converted into the Five E system? Uh, well, I love the first law, and I will always talk about the first law as being a really good role-playing system. So I'd love to see someone like actually build settings books for the first law and that kind of thing. I think that'd be really nice for Java Crombie's work. I'll be I'll be quite honest with you. Since I've been role-playing, I actually prefer other rule systems too. Specific systems are the best. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's a, it's it's as I said, I think it's a good way to get new people involved that are already immersed in yeah. that 5e name to turn around and say, Oh, look, there's another place we can go to. There's already a bank of information we can access. It's already been written over the years. Yeah. Let's jump in. So it's yeah. a nice way and to get new you people. You already know how you read your character sheet. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> get yourself stabbed up by some gremlins in the Shadowlands. There you go. Yeah. Sooner yeah. rather than later. Be part of the crowd clan. Crowd clan best. There we go. <laughs> That's Crane there. I think rather badly in many respects. At least the first first night was right. So, yeah, well done, you. Crowd clan. <laughs> anyway. Shot. So, yes. Uh, we Speaking shall of move crabs. on. Yeah. We'll move on to talk about alien bugs and weird space man minutes. Oh! War Games Atlantic. They got down done it again. Of course mm. they have. They're amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, so we start things off with the announcement that they have been working with and they're going to continue working with Reptilian Overlords. Yes. Um, so for people who know Reptilian Overlords, they are a 3D print creation society. That was a weird way of putting it. Sure. <laughs> creation print society. Yeah, but yes. uh, that makes them sound like some kind of old Victorian uh They are the free... Yeah, could... So yes, they create STL files. Jesus, it would have been easier if I just started with that. Yeah. These these guys create STL files and resin miniatures for a bunch of different um, sort of genres and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But they have now teamed up with War Games Atlantic to create multi-part plastic kits of their ranges. So if you don't have a 3D printer and you don't like resin, then you can pick up their models in plastic now, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and they started off with Space Nam, because of course you do. Yeah. Um, so yes, this is their Space Nam trooper set. It comes with a whole bunch of different weapons for you to arm them with. And also... They look generic enough for you to use them across a whole bunch of different games, mm. but of course you would use them for 40k as Catachins. <laughs> oh, so, yes. you just make, you know, Sly Barmo. Exactly. Yeah, you could yeah, you can make Sly Barmo out of these easily. That guy at the front. Sly Barmo. What's Sly what's who's Sly Barmo? Well, not Sly Marbo. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing now. Oh god, I'm slow today. Um, I'm saying nothing. So, yes. The, this set comes with options for arming them with standard rifles, blaster pistols, bladed weapons, so you've got your knives and your machetes and all that kind of thing. You've got grenades, flamethrowers, grenade launchers, snap rifles, and either your, even your plasma sort of slash heat weapons at the same time as well. So if you want to hunt down aliens in the jungle, you can do that. Uh, you could even paint them up in a very different way if you wanted to and go for like more of a desert style. Yeah. You know, as long as those rippling muscles are out. They've got muscles on their muscles. They exactly. need to be out. Yeah. 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 Who, who if, has, I wonder if they do multiple sizes of knife just so you know who's in charge. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> if, if someone doesn't make a little vignette diorama of two of them sort of glass grasping hands, hands yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time with all their muscles yeah. building then uh, yeah, or no. you need to make a space chopper a space what I will say is if you're missing some of those models you can just go to reptilian overlords because that pretty much true. everything you mentioned is in yeah, there yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah some very cool miniatures there yeah. from War Games Atlantic that are kind of taking things in a new direction and of course you know these folks do amazing work. Um, mm-hmm. we've, we've looked at their kits in the past and they, they definitely know what they're doing uh, and they have some really fun stuff in the future. Talking of the future, mm. uh, we also got another little uh, news piece from War Games Atlantic because they have new alien bugs on the mm. horizon. Alien bugs? Exactly. And these alien bugs are named as such because they have no real name yet. And they want you to help out. So they are bringing this set to the tabletop very, very, very soon. Uh, and they've put together a little bit of a, a fun 
sort of challenge for their community to get involved. Mm-hmm. If you come up with a name and a bit of law for them that sort of sort of builds them into their sort of death fields universe, uh, then you will be able to win yourself not just one, not just two, not three, but ten boxes. Ah! Which I think is crazy. <laughs> that's how you. Uh, that's how you take over a planet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dave D, Doozy, Biggie, Mick, and Titches. <laughs> There's one. There's one for the older kids in the audience. Um, so the set, the set comes with, as you can see here, uh, bladed monstrosities uh, with all sorts of gripply claws attached to them. You also get sort of various forms of the alien bugs. Um, mm. So you've got their egg sac form, a kind of mid babyish form, and then the adult version of them. They've also said in traditional sort of war games Atlantic style that there will also be options for attaching weird guns to them as well. Mm. So if you wanted to make shooty alien bugs, you will be able to do that as well. But all of those things should be brought together into your thinking when it comes to coming up with a name for this particular alien bug collection. Um, I know a lot of people have already sort of dived into the comments and suggested their own names and are going to be thinking about it over the next couple of days. Make sure you have a go yourself because you never know, you might win some awesome alien bugs. Mm. I should also note that those characters on the left there, Mm. you might not have seen those before, they're also going to be doing their own set of oorah colonial marines as well. So uh, if you wanted to pick up some fancy sci-fi soldiers to go up against these bugs then they're coming in the near future as well which is very nice and remember service guarantees citizenship (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) they do look fantastic my part if um (laughs) if you are interested in entering that you do it over on the war games atlantic forum Mm-hmm. Um, which is always worth being a member over there anyway, because you can have a wee chat yeah. and occasionally they'll ask things like, for example, they asked, what company out there do you really like the miniatures of? That would be great in hard plastic. Uh, they asked that question several months ago and somebody went, Jillian Overlords. I went, really? Who? What? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're always on on the lookout for collaborations with other other companies yep. as well because they, they it just increases what they can do yeah oh yeah they do release things incredibly fast apart from my world war one british come on war games atlantic gimme 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 please <laughs> but, but didn't we get space british they're better they're in space <sighs> uh, no i want world war one british <laughs> yeah <laughs> i want the world war one americans as well so i can make the mm. um heart of hellfighters as well yes but anyway I digress. Uh, where are we moving to from the weirdness of space? Right. So as you all know, we are approaching Gen Con, not like we've mentioned it about four times so far, but anyway. Weird have announced their next set of Nightmare Editions and special minis that are coming to the event. So given the amount of weird fans there are worldwide, they're opening up their online store too for the event just so everybody can rejoice in the celebration. So we've got two Nightmare Edition sets coming, and that's a new Miss Alt figure as well. And we're taking a little bit of a different direction from the usual things of Malifaux, as you can see. Last year, we went underwater with Deepest Dives, and this year, we're going full medieval fantasy. So this is axe-wielding, hero on his steed, awesomeness, sharing the augmented key world. So first, you've got the Fallen Kingdom box, which we're looking at now. So you've got Lord Gayhawk, Fulton Prince, who counts of Charles Hoffman, the inventor. You've got Stiltskin, who counts for the many mechanical (laughs) attendant. Uh, Perfirium, who counts as Joss. The Weeping Huntress, who counts as Melissa Core. And Three Hollow Fiends, who counts as the Watcher. If you did want to get the Mighty Prince, as well as the Galvanic Worm, 
off of his might we see there's a secondary box as well that adds to the keyword with a legend reformed box and that contains a peacekeeper role with the noble law galhart so that's the two boxes that's going to be at the event as well as the boxes you have their yearly event mini which is their miss figure that'd be in a different video that one uh, i will talk about the walking fortress while i'm here anyway just to stick with the same theme uh, this will not be coming out at gen con this will be coming part as part of their black friday sale so as you know on black friday weird oh. gets very intense and they are continuing on with this uh with the next set so mm. that's three bulky juggernauts walking fortress this is going to be all riot breakers as well so as i said you've got a nice alt coming this year for the 2022 event miniature for gen con and this is an alt for carlos vasquez with this year's mystique so Ooh. there is a lot coming up and the best thing about mystique is if you are Joining in on the Gen Con festivities, if you do plan on spending over $100 on the weird store, you will end up getting Mystique completely for free. Nice. So there's loads of stuff going on. As I said, this is going from the 3rd of August up until the 7th. So there's plenty of time to get your hands on a couple of Nightmare editions. They're a lot of fun. Uh, usually these do pop up again in Black Friday sales, but they're not around for the whole year. So if you do like some alt, mon- alt models on the table, mm. they're a really nice thing to go for. I don't, when I was looking at this, all I could think of, especially when I saw the um, the big guys with the massive shields, and stuff, uh-huh. was like an Alice in Wonderland-esque thing going on, like a really creepy version of that, That's where not... you paint them almost up in like red and white. And you have the card symbols on their Ooh. shields. And then, for example, you've got like the, the Porphyr- Porphyrian guy there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do him up like almost like a little bit of like a court jestery style thing or something. Oh, like yeah. Really nice. And then, of course, you've got the little man- mechanical attendant and stuff. Oh, my God. You have some yeah, really good that. fun with that, I think. Mm-hmm. They're really, really unique. And as you said, you get him on his horse, on his steed, and not uh, playing two different roles, really. Nice. They're throwing uh, the keyword mm-hmm. out augmented keyword and bringing as many characters mm. along with it uh, sounds yeah, like a lot of fun fascinating yeah. stuff i'm hoping to be talking to kyle um from weird after gen con when things sort of calm down a bit as well nice. uh, about their plans for malifaux and, and what sort of direction mm. they're going in um because there's there's so much going on with it yeah it's daunting to say the least uh, as to where you actually start or how you start or what works with what uh, we defective, need to the union chat. Defective Dice did a nice little video recently um, on YouTube about how to start and what the things mean and what's the best way to, to get involved and, and the various sort of, because you can join in via uh, and like a name posse in a group or you can join yeah. in via keywords and you know how you can mix and match. So there's a lot of different strands to Malifaux if you want to get involved with it. And I think it's tying into the other side now as well. Quite the other side's crossing over now. Yeah. So quite a lot of the models that you're getting in the other side, you can use in Malifaux and voice versa. Yeah. So they are really streamlined. And of course, a lot of the law that happens in Through the Breach does cross over mm. within the other games as well. It's oh, yeah, the role play game as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to, to picking Kyle's brain. Um, post Gen Con and finding out what's going on there. But yeah, some terrific looking stuff. Yeah. Finishing off the news for this week. Yeah. So uh, finishing off the news, talking about the latest uh, Games Workshop pre orders that you'll be able to pick up from store.ontabletop.com. <laughs> Bye, merch. 
Very good, yes. Uh, so yes, go and check that out. Uh, so there's going to be a new Warcry box, but we'll get to that in a little bit because we've already talked about it endlessly over the last couple of episodes. But first off, we have a couple of new miniatures that were shown off as one of the new warbands. So these are the new Chaos Legionnaires uh, that are going to be added into the mix. Um, there's a very sort of old school Chaos vibe mm. to these, which I really, really like. Um, a lot of people were talking about a particular artist that they really uh, thought this reminded them of, but I've completely forgotten what it is, but it's in the comments of that post if you want to go check it out. Uh, but yes, so these are the Chaos Legionnaires, who are the servants of Belacor. Um, so a lot of people will know that um, within the mortal realms, Archeon the Everchosen is the one true Chaos Lord of everything, although... <laughs> That's not quite what Bellacor thinks. <laughs> Bellacor actually quite hates Archeon. Mm. Um, so he has been working in the background to raise his own faction of Chaos Warriors to fight and undermine uh, Archeon's schemes. So that's why you see the iconography of Bellacor with that kind of horned demon yeah. look to a lot of the um, symbology and the armor and the shields and that kind of thing as well. I really like the oh, armor oh. design here. Um, I like that it's less chunky. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it it feels like proper armor. Mm. I think someone referred to those things as brigantines. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yes. There we go. <laughs> so they're wearing those, and then they've got the really awesome pauldrons and the slightly more armored arms. It kind of it's a little bit more Renaissance, in, interestingly, than I'd say mm. like or sort of classically medieval, which I think is quite nice. Um, and I love that there's still all the chaos vibes going on. The shields remind me of the old school um, that are still in production, actually. The old school Marauder shields. Marauder shields, yeah. Yeah, which I think is quite nice as well. Uh, and there's a good mix of different um, characters in there. So you've got male and female, but then you've also got slightly more mutated individuals as well, which I think is quite nice. Um, they are going to be led by the Centaurian Marshals, or at least this is an option you can throw into the mix if you're oh. playing uh, your games of Warcry. Um, so this is another one of Bellacor's Enforcers, um, as you can tell by the big old beat stick there. <laughs> um, uh, but they are going to be riding around with their forearms, cutting everybody up and having a, a, having a bit of a laugh at uh, everyone else's expense, which I think is quite having nice. A bit of a laugh. Having a bit of a laugh, yeah. <laughs> I think what's quite nice about this, again, is that it kind of approaches things from a very different point of view when it comes to chaos in Warhammer. Um, it's not just tied specifically to one of the chaos gods, as we were talking about when we looked at Heart of Gur uh, a couple of weeks ago. They're actually looking at things from a very different perspective and sort of approaching things from the, the very the, the, the subtle facets of chaos within each of the different Chaos Gods. And then, of course, from the viewpoint of Bellacore, approaching it from that kind of undivided stance, which I think is quite nice, yeah. uh, and sort of approaching things in a different way. But so, yeah, very cool models there. Um, these are going to be one of the new um, sort of Warband releases and monstrous releases that comes out alongside Heart of Gur, which we have talked about in the past, mm. Lloyd, who really likes uh, some of the things here, but then not others. <laughs> Go back and watch those episodes. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, there's legionnaires in there as well, or no? So, the, so those are going to be separate, a separate okay. warband release. Um, this is the new box set for Warcry, which comes with the Rotmire Creed and the Horns of a Shut. It also mm. comes with all the terrain and all the different books and all that kind of thing as well. The important thing to note as well is that while the other boxes have been continuations of the core Warcry mechanics that mm -hmm. came out from the first box set, this is technically a new addition in that it has 
basically the same rules, but there's two sort of additional things that have been thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've thrown in some additional bits and pieces mechanically that will kind of change things up and sort of, you know, allow, sort of allow for a little bit more of the mitigation of luck in your games, which I think is quite mm-hmm. nice. Um, I really hope they don't change it too much because I really like Warcry. Um, of all of the kind of mainline attached to Warhammer specialist games yeah. so a lot of necromunda kill team and, and, and Warcry. i think this is and also warmer and also i suppose i think this is actually probably the best because after watching through a couple of the tutorial videos having to play around with the different mechanics and, and that kind of thing it's really simple which is one of the things you can't say about a lot of their other uh, sort of specialist games <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. simple very easy to play and you can make warbands out of pretty much anything like i have a, a stormcast um, army that i had from way back when when age of sigma released and i could literally make a warband out of just picking and choosing models from my collection which i think is really really awesome but of course mm-hmm. you could also go down the route of making something a little bit a little bit more bespoke by taking one of those Sorry. those chaos warbands if you wanted to as well so yeah, um, some very good stuff there. Let's hope that Games Workshop don't screw it up. Mm. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, they they are classic. I much prefer these Legionnaires to either of these things. Yes, I loved. I think those Chaos Legionnaires were amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're far more attractive. Just yes. even for the idea of sitting down to paint them. And I found the artist's yeah. name, Ian is it, Miller. Is it Miller. Boom. Yeah. Yes. There we go. I, 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 I was thinking it's Ian, but I can't remember the last name. But there we go. So Moon Unit suggested that uh, these are very Ian Miller, and I think I agree. So, yeah. uh, it makes sense, especially considering so much stuff that he did for Wurfrip. Um and even with those, I mean, chucking them in with these creepy trees. Oh yes. I, I don't think there's a single Ian Miller um sketch that didn't have creepy trees in it it's a big fan of creepy trees but yeah interesting no one stuff. just grows apples in the warhammer world no. well you know the trees you have try. to have won't go yeah, well and the trees have to have skulls yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything makes skulls there you go okay folks that wraps us up for the news we're going to take a quick swish and we'll be back to round out the show All right, we're back, and we're going to be jumping into the wonderful world of 3D printing via the medium of Ben. <laughs> so, Ben, what have you found? Is it Lord of the Rings? It's not Lord of the Rings. Is it dwarves? Oh, that is dwarves. Is it dwarves? Is it the forest? Where we'll go, Deb. Justin gets a tickety-boo for this one. Yay, so yeah, I win 100 internet points. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can give you some XP for that, I don't know. Nice. Anyway, so yes, uh, so this is... Highlands miniatures. Um, I bumped into them because uh, the algorithm of the internet suggested them to me. I wonder why. Probably because oh, I was I, searching Warhammer and Dwarves. Maybe because Dwarves are short and you didn't see them there? That might also be the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they snuck up on me, those little beardy pesky <laughs> That's going to be a beep. There we go. Market, market, market. But yes, uh, this is a, uh, a 3D printing. Um, sort of collection that mm. is awesome and filled with amazing things for those people that like warhammery goodness on the tabletop. Oh. Um, they have been working on things for quite a while, as you can see by the fact that there's sort of 98 things in their store. Yeah. Um, yes. But the, the big focus of what they've been working on is to kind of fill in gaps that have been left by Warhammer the Old World, 
so what a little bit of Warhammer Fantasy Battles, mm-hmm. whilst also um, sort of adding in little bits and pieces here and there that could be used with other games. There's also perhaps a few things in here that would be quite Lord of the Ringsy if you were yeah. so desired, which I think is quite nice. Um, but yeah, I was drawn to them initially by their Sons of Ymir, which are their dwarven warriors. Uh, so they have the likes of this mighty Thane, this dwarven lord on the top of his uh, sort of stone throne, as you see there, looking very awesome indeed, with the proper winged helm and everything, which I think is fantastic. Um, And a lot of their dwarf stuff in particular, I think really ties into the aesthetic of um, how the dwarves looked towards the uh, sort of end of 7th and 8th edition, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, where they've kind of gone for that sort of slightly more bulky look, which I think is quite neat, Um, away with the kind of more Santa Claus look, and towards something a little bit more sort of warhammery, which I thought was quite nice. Um, but yeah, there is so much stuff in here for you to dive into and have fun with. Uh, and a lot of this stuff could actually work quite nice, quite nicely in sort of Age of Sigma, as well as it just being something for Warhammer Fantasy Battles. I say both of these games, workshop-centric games, but these would be perfect for those people who are trying to put together armies for Kings of War, mm-hmm. uh, for the Ninth Age, for Oathmark, pretty much any kind of fantasy game out there be it a mass battle game or something skirmishy mm. i think uh, there are miniatures here for you to use in uh, creating something awesome i think lloyd would particularly like their skeletons of lloyd, yeah. uh, because they're not batty mm. uh, plenty of bones on show lots of different sort of styles of skull as well which I thought was quite oh nice. yeah the absence nice there yeah so you've got like the really awesome guy with like the square jaw there. You've got the guy missing the jaw and everything as well. I think it's quite nice. Lots of negative space on display as well, which mm-hmm. is always nice to see. I like the fact that one of them has a hole in his head. Yeah, yes. the negative space on his head, yeah. yeah. It's fab. <laughs> Taking a pickaxe to the head or something. <laughs> that was quite neat. It's a way to do it. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, they've got a really vast collection mm. uh, of miniatures for you to dive into and have fun with which i think is quite fun oh. any in particular you want me to look at because i've just started opening things at random oh, as uh, is my one to life. <laughs> I, well I there's that, a, that works best yeah well there's a That's not it. ring wraith no not at all no now school no <laughs> maybe it's an earring ghost ring a nose ring wraith oh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I was particularly drawn. I liked the the sisters and Mother Superior, and also those Crimsons of Saint Helen. I think they're really cool, um, especially because they're one of the well, <laughs> they're a warband that I don't think got a lot of love back in uh, the old Mordheim days. There was a few people who collected Sisters of Sigma, but no one really went in for them. Uh, but I really like the idea of diving in and maybe using these to recreate a Sisters of Sigma army for uh, for um, for Mordheim or. You could use them as the leaders of your new, you know, free cities armies in Edge of Sigmar if you really wanted to. You could have them marching into battle alongside Stormcast Eternals and all that. I think that'd mm-hmm. be quite nice. Maybe change those sort of crosses for hammers or something if you are detailed enough to do so. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but obviously the fleur-de-lis designed and the French aesthetic there is there to kind of ape the look of Sisters of Battle from uh, Warhammer 40,000 as well, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, These yeah. are all uh, filthy... Terrible heretics. <laughs> Every single one of them is left-handed. <laughs> that is, they'll, yeah, they'll, that's they'll run into problems when they come up against another shield wall. There'll be oh, mass killings on both sides. <laughs> Nobody be prepared for that. Mm. <laughs> we need to reorganise the battlefield. <laughs> I would have thought Sister like Superior would have beaten that out of them. That's generally yeah, how it works. <laughs> I quite like that one, especially because you see the extra details in the face yeah. where you've got kind of like the cuts through them. So you like maybe that oh. she's a blind warrior or something. I think it's kind of cool. 
So yeah, very augury. Yes, very much mm. so. I think there's even a, a version of this that's been printed off in this particular uh, entry as well. If you scroll wow. through a little bit, so ah, there she is with a gun. Nice <laughs> guns with Why guns. Not? Yeah, yeah. So that's how one of the prints will come fun. out if you if you're, if you're John. So mm. you. that's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just the best at 3D printing hey, he's he's I don't think I've seen anything he's done wrong he has had a few mistakes but he just went oh, eh, sounds jealousy. Just do, do the mushrooms oh. <laughs> I'm just a little green <laughs> stay humble yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's an interesting look mm-hmm. Sally Helms are always good clean family fun anyway oh, yeah. they're just missing some massive uh, pervasas to hide behind yeah you can also use these as kind of like your city guard in your game as yes. well if you're doing something sort of skirmishy as well. I just think it's quite nice. Or you uh, could upscale yeah. them and do some nice statues. Yeah, oh, well, that'd be kind of cool. Very mm-hmm. nice idea. <clears throat> maybe maybe with the, the lady with the wings as well, you could do something that would be quite nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you know, there's a lot of um, games out there that kind of do Warhammer adjacent stuff. So like one-page rules in their Age of Fantasy mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think these will be a perfect fit for what they do. Uh, they kind of match in, I think, aesthetically with a lot of the stuff that um, One Page Rules has created um, over the last couple of years. So I think they'd be a nice fit for it. I, the free company as well, like I love those free company and all the, like the House of Wizards is amazing as well. Um, giving you like all the different colleges and magic, which I think is really cool. Um, uh, as I say, there's a lot of these things to, to mm. dive into now. They've even got the uh, crap version of the Supreme Patriarch. Balthazar Guild. He's not my supreme patriarch. <laughs> Thyrus Gorman all the way. I do like Thyrus Gorman. Yeah. Words sound like some form of English that I don't understand. They're very good for uh, for more time. Yes. Yeah. Especially because in more time you are, you arm everybody with as many sort of axes and daggers as possible. So, you know, <laughs> make sure you chop through armor and stab people, shav the, uh, shiv them as they're... Uh, yep. As they're walking down the street. Yeah. But, although that, I think, is is insanity. Yes. Well, there's no way the balls are going to get No. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe she's just like a whirling dervish. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> a nun with nunchucks. A nun oh. with nunchucks. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it I, I can sleep well tonight. The, okay. internet has, the internet has gone too far. I like to think that those nunchucks are actually scroll cases. So inside each of those, oh, yeah. like the ends, is actually like, oh, a yeah. No, they're a reliquary with the bones of saints. Oh, Help. yeah, maybe. My wizard's on fire. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> so, yeah. Depending on your college of magic of choice, you have a mm. wizard to fit the fit the bill. So it's quite nice. Um, Lovely. Yeah. Funky. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm. The books. Grey wizard for the win. Oh. I do love a grey wizard. I think everybody does. Awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't it be good if you could paint the outside bit in two parts um, in a transparent resin on that last one? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shield? Yeah. That'd, That'd be, quite be nice. really cool. That'd mm. be awesome. Depends yeah. how they break down. Yeah, exactly. I've got to say as well, one of Pretty the big things I think with wizards is having like good beard so, games. Oh, yeah. All of these wizards have got good beard games, apart they from have. that guy. But then I don't oh, say that, and the internet laughs at you. Yeah, 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 but he's not technically a wizard, is he? He's a necromancer scumbag. Yeah, definitely a necromancer. You, you yeah. could say amnestus all you want, but I like, hear necromancer. Yeah. Yeah. I stole, I studied the law of death. You mean you're a necromancer? No. <laughs> I, I just like to play with dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So oh, the mask. That's beautiful. Mm. I like it with the mask on. Yeah. 
cheeky metal. <laughs> oh, jade. Wildebeesties. That means, nice. did they skip Bright? I suppose he could be Bright. Well, because you've got Bright is fire, then you need Heavens, don't you? So I'm trying to remember the way. It yeah. Was it so Heavens? Met, heavens I, used to have the acolytes that you had to form up into a pyramid before you could actually generate any magic levels for your wizard. Wow. It was such a pain in the backside. So here's my wizard, and here's his 14 acolytes to stand behind him, so he's now level four. <laughs> wow. Completely inappropriate. So nobody ran them. That's crazy. Well, I might have been light one. Yeah. Actually, just been light wizards. Anyway, yeah, that's oh, yeah. my right. Engine looks interesting. Yeah. Yes, I think that's based on. I, I may get the name wrong. I think it's the Luminarch of Hish or something, yeah. or it might be exactly. something like that. The, which was, uh, yeah. They were upgrades for the um, the battle wagon. Mm-hmm. There, there was yeah. there was two variants. One has the planned read layout, and then the other one, the Luminarch, oh, yes. had all the lenses yes. to turn it into the Las yeah. Cannon. Was that the same thing that was also used? Was it the same model kit for Voltmar the Grim, or is that a different one? I can't remember. Because oh. they did like a new version of him, didn't yeah. they, for, for Eighth Edition? But I think I think it was. I think they were all part of the War Wagon. A yeah. Triple sort of doohickey. Yeah. Everybody's so happy. <laughs> the guy with the candle on his head. Oh, I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah, you're reading your scroll. It's just like drip. Trip, yeah. Trip. Also, I never need to stand at the bottom level of a bookcase and just burn no. all the books above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like everyone loved. Like, I mean, I well, I particularly loved the the free company, uh, the free company set from back in the day. It was free the basis. Were great. The basis of every Mordheim warband for anyone who did yeah. uh, one of the Empire ones, and also was just a solid kit bashing kit. Um, for all your Empire soldiers and that kind of thing. So having them back in some form, I think, is really nice as well. Well, I'm saying, because it started as more time, and then they went, we'll add an entry to the Empire list. Yeah. And we'll sell this as a regiment as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting fellow. Fun stuff. And the fact as well that they're, you know, they've taken the time with the 3D printing to try and make all of them feel a little bit like individuals as well, which Mm. I think is quite nice. So, you know, you make any unit of 10 of these to use in your games, they'll all look individual but because of the varied poses and that kind of thing even when you scale that up to having 20 of them a unit for example i think you'll still not like feel like there's dupes in there which i think is mm, quite nice uh, so yeah i mean he's cool i mean he looks like right. so yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah if you're if That's you're running boots. some kislevites away you go so, yeah. yeah um i'm trying to remember what the guards were called but i can't oh. the internet will help me Probably yeah. just called the Ice Guard. Really? That seems very dull. In comparison <laughs> to everything else. Very dull. Yeah. Choo choo wow. war wagon. Thank. Uh but yeah, I mean as I just just scrolling down, you'll see mm. that there's just so much stuff in here for you to dive into and have fun with. And they've done sort of uh, empire-based stuff for Warhammer. They've done there you go, Arcane Camp. Oh wow. <laughs> they've done vampires, they've done the undead, as we saw. Uh they've done chaos. They've done some slightly more Bretonian-styled stuff as well. Well, not Bretonian, I suppose you'd say. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> They've done your kind of Monty Python-esque characters as well, which is quite Oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have Brave Sir Robin in your army if you really wanted to, which I think is quite nice. <laughs> quite yeah. Oh, I actually think, nice. I think way back in the annals of time, we did actually look at Highland Miniatures as part of a new story because they yes, produced these Yes, I remember levels. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I always think it's really hard to sculpt a werewolf as well. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the exact conversation we had. That might be exactly like we liked. Yeah. <laughs> I feel feel sad for not the werewolf, but uh, the poor people whose houses have sunk into the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, somebody <laughs> sold off some swampland. <laughs> so it gets light a bit. unfortunate. The, the wow, very nice detail on these. Oh, wow. Kislev-esque stuff. Are probably some of my favorites. Yeah. Could you make a really interesting force? Be very good Northern Alliance. Mm. I like that it's the female warrior unit as well because it kind of ma- matches up with the whole idea of the Zyrena, the Ice Queen leading yep. the way and all that kind of thing as well. So very nice. Are there any Frost Maidens? <laughs> Again, some left handed people. Beat now with us. Jerry can't deal with this. <laughs> no. I think I remember my grandma telling me when she was at school she tried to use her left hand and did get hiding for it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, but it, was, it was my my generation we're still getting beaten for it as well. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's the only way they'll learn. <laughs> evil, evil people with their left handedness. That's the reason they're called sinister. <laughs> That's a really nice statue there. Like that. It is. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, we were talking about statues earlier. You know, put that in the middle of your town square. Yeah. You could mess it up a little bit, chips and bits off and things if you really wanted to. As well. I mean, so. because you're doing 3D printing, you could do like a processional of them. Oh, yeah. That could be yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow, that's... Oh, do you get the building too, I wonder? <clears throat> I'd assume because they've mentioned it, you probably... And um, the cathedral, yeah. Cathedral. There you go. Wow. $10. That's not much. That's, wow. Yeah. Very affordable. That's, wow. I think it's... How modular it is. I, well, I don't know if it's modular or if it's just an inset piece. Mm. That, mm, potentially. If it is just that end. In which case, you can make a very square building. Oh, there you go. Oh, no, it is. There's some. Use those to make little pillars and towers on your tabletop. Oh. Yeah, very nice. Mm. You can really modify mm. a lot of them. Flying buttress is a, everybody's favourite type of buttress. Yeah, do yourself a full abbey table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see dying. Well, that's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> land, land, land ship. <laughs> That's bananas. <laughs> it's even got a ne- neat little crew to go on the top as well. Oh. Yeah. Neat. It was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> They're shirtless, of course they are. Yeah. Although one of the guys has come managed to get his. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, his puffy bits. He flash, flash, flash silks on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't know who's in man. charge. <laughs> I I keep remembering something that like war wagons were filthy in Warhammer or some as something you just couldn't kill them. They weren't the filthy. <laughs> what you could do was shoot the horses off, which would leave uh... a small tower filled with <laughs> experimental weaponry in the middle of your opponent's half of the table because yes it, it was very difficult to damage the tower itself you could kill yeah. the crew and kill the horses pulling it mm. so yeah having a couple of war wagons going up the side and then it didn't matter if your opponent killed them off because they just sat there in but, fact uh, you, you generally wanted the horses dead because otherwise there's true. a chance they could run off that would be terrible <laughs> before, before we dive too deep mm. into their web store because there is a lot of stuff yeah. here. I wanted to focus in on uh, their Patreon for mm. this month and also next month <laughs> because uh, this was the thing that drew me to them. Oh, what a surprise. They're now working on a Dwarven army as well. Oh, 
Wow. The Sons of Ymir are being updated with a full new set of miniatures. This month's releases, so July, Mm -hmm. is focused around your core units. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got your Dwarven Warriors armed with uh, hand weapons and shields, so axes and hammers. Mm-hmm. as is the way yeah uh but then you've also got your double-handed warriors so if you want great weapons you can use them as well and then of course they've worked on some uh sort of thunderer quarrelers as well so you've got your guns to fire at your enemies from afar because what the dwarves do best sit at the back and shoot things just like the <laughs> imperial guard um, <laughs> uh, but uh yeah it's a, a very awesome selection of different options there for july that's a real shame that those pictures aren't loading that's yeah. really weird. There, we hey. oh, there we go they're just really big there's some they're your stereotypical dwarf nose and beard on there oh, yes. isn't it it's yeah. great beard game is very much strong yeah and again oh. sort of fitting in nicely with that kind of eighth edition aesthetic for the mm. war for the warhammer dwarves but of mm. course you could use them to make pretty much any army for any game if you so desired. Mm. Um, and the prints have come out very nice as well. Maybe those images will actually load. We shall see. <laughs> I'm just skip, I'll skip ahead. Oh, oh yeah, oh, there we go. Nice. So as you can see, really awesome. Fits nicely onto those lovely square bases. Sure. Ranks up well as well, which is important. Mm. And then you can have the little kind of um, stakes in front of them as well to uh, keep them from harm, if you so desire. Yeah, cool. always protect your infantry. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I find the best way to protect my infantry is by putting a lot of cannon oh. and organ cannon between them. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, love the, I love the champion with the helmet underneath his yeah. And I think he the stands. beard work is there is fantastic. Um, so, yeah. It's a shame most of his beard's hidden by those massively plaited nose hairs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't get the clippers out for that one. Oh, yeah. you, should, you should pluck, man, pluck. Uh, but... Uh, August then brings a whole host of new releases as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be working on heavily armoured dwarves um, yes. to come out in August and also miners, which are going to be the second part. Oh. Of the but they don't look that young. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank well you. Um, I love the little additional components for your beard. Oh, that's lovely. If you're doing these for like Kings of War or something, oh, yeah, yeah. others are the way to go. Yeah, did that because obviously with Kings of War, it's all just around the base sizes, not necessarily mm. about the, having the the units in the middle. So you can do as Justin says there and create little dioramas, which I think is really nice. Um, maybe even fill that uh, chest in the middle with all of the booty that you've earned from your enemies that you've killed over the years. Oh no, and goblin could, heads! Yeah, full of goblin, goblin heads. heads. <laughs> Everybody has spare goblin heads. What did you find today? A whole host of goblin heads, my dear. So. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you know, just string them up, make sure they know who's boss. Mark exactly, exactly. Yeah. Candles. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I mean, the, the, these folks do uh, amazing things. Mm. And uh, even more amazing now, I, knew, I know that they do more dwarves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when it comes around to the old world coming out for Warhammer Fantasy Battles, I may come back to Sons of, y- uh, Sons of Ymir and uh, the Highland Miniatures range and uh, maybe pick mm. up some of these for myself, I think. Because they look really, really, really good. Strapped onto them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to have your chisels for getting at those gems and making sure everything's fine as you're going down. (laughs) Or just impale someone's skull with it. Or just do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think they're not chisels. They're um, for splitting rocks. You put them in. Uh, Oh, that might be it. Widen the gap. Yeah, Yeah. I've seen videos of people doing that by hand. It's kind of nuts. Who do you call them? Did it? Oh, Fred Dibner. Legend that is Fred Dibner. Did it while looking at a Welsh castle. 
Uh, but yeah, Highland Miniatures, that is a stonking set of stuff. Uh, if you yeah. fancy your old hammer, Ninth Age or Kings of War, definitely worth checking out. Uh, some fantastic looking figures in there, even if they have the wrong Supreme Patriarch. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yes. Very maybe they'll make maybe, maybe they'll make the right one for you, Jerry. Oh, that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then Features make you 3D print it. That's the yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. never happening. Does, no. Doesn't matter. I've got the metal version. Don't worry. I'm glad. Right. Jerry doesn't have. So, <laughs> Empire. Empire's one of my oldest armies. Um, it's older than free, in fact. So, shocking. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Rounding things off for another week, though, we've got a couple of Kickstarters. Uh, and the yeah. first one is particularly gruesome looking. Ooh. Ben, what have you got? Oh, which one have you got first, Jerry? Which one's first on your list? Oh, I've got... Um... The trench here. The ah, place. cool. Well, we'll do that one first. Then. Okay. Yes, <laughs> cool. So yes. So the first one of these uh, is Trench Crusade, a Communicant anti-tank hunter. Mm. Um, so this is the first couple of miniatures uh, from a, a little sort of partnership between Mike Francina and James Sheriff of Brass Monkey Games. So Mike Franchina has been working on artwork for this world for a little bit of a little while now. Mm. Uh, and to sort of give you a little bit of background to it, um, the idea is that during the First Crusade, the Knights Templar discovered a demonic artifact beneath the uh, city of Jerusalem. They then, because of course they did, got corrupted by it. <laughs> and their little cult opened a uh, portal between hell and the mortal plane, which I think is obviously the way things go in these kind of games. Yeah. Um, the church then, over the last thousand years, has been sending people into the Holy Land to try and reclaim it and shut down that portal to hell. Hence the reason why we've got this very awesome grim dark mashup between both medieval sort of fantasy and also that World War II look, and also a little bit of near future as well mixed in there Jay. at the same time. I think it's really nice. Um, the first miniatures that they're working on are the Communicant and the Ammo Monk, as you saw earlier, uh, which are everything's 32 mil, but the actual Communicant is about 60 mil tall in total. Uh, but they're also working on a bunch of additional miniatures that have, they've unlocked through stretch goals, including the Combat Medic, uh, who heals you via some very interesting methods, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably stabbing you with things to make the pain go from one area to somewhere else. Um, you've also got the Trench Pilgrim, which kind of gives you the idea of kind of like your sort of classic soldier from this period, sort of in this game world, fighting it out. You've got an Observer, and there's also a Witch Burner as well. So they've done some really awesome stuff with that. Um, but basically they have been taking this awesome artwork from Mike Francina and turning it into amazing miniatures. Uh, all of them are going to be brought to life via um, Zealot miniatures, who a lot of people will know worked on things like the really awesome Hero Quest uh, sort of revamp and stuff. And they all did sculpted that really by cool Boris. Yeah. All sculpted by Boris. Mm -hmm. uh, but the miniatures themselves will then come via Seocast, which a lot of people are familiar with now and has been used uh, by a bunch of people, including Corvus Belly and the like mm -hmm. as well. Um, so if you're looking for 
very crisp and clean, awesome looking sculpts, then uh, this one should be very nice because, I mean, Zealot have a very good pedigree anyway mm. <laughs> when it comes to military design. So it's nice to uh, see them um, joining in the fun here as well. Yeah. Um, as I say, this is just the start of what they want to try and do. Um, uh, 28 Mag, who, who a lot of people will know, do stuff kind of like for sort of warhammer stuff and Inquisitor and mm. kit bashing and all that kind of thing, have been very big supporters of this one. Uh, and no doubt we'll potentially, well, no doubt we'll be seeing a game or something coming up for this in the future, I would imagine, uh, because they love to sort of work with people to create interesting, small, bespoke um, sort of indie titles and things, which would be really fun. And also, as you can see there, they're, they're working on a new pose for the communicant as well. So if you don't want uh, him, it, uh, sort of lounging around with a gun on its shoulder, you can have him firing that massive rifle <laughs> into someone's face and blasting a demon to pieces. Um, wow. So, yeah, some very cool stuff that is, that is very sort of indie in mm. the most <laughs> most indie sense. And uh, I think there's about three days left from when you're seeing this one on this campaign for you to dive into our phone. I'd really like them to go for the kneeling. I think that would be very cool. It's yes. very nice. Yeah. yeah. I know the temptation would be it's just a quick re-sculpt of the upper torso to have him firing from a standing position. But look at the size of him. Kneeling yeah. down, that barrel would be at head height for yeah. most things. And sure, isn't that a great way of doing it? I think it would still add to that sense of scale and size that you have mm. against the ammo monk as well, which I think is quite cool. Mm. So, uh, but yeah. Healthy so, yeah. Knights of St. John. Oh, yeah, that is a, yeah. a cracking little Kickstarter from small acorns, massive demonic things. Exactly. That's what yeah. they tell me. Yeah. You know, the Holy Land, open portal to hell. Look at your mates. Yeah. Look here, lads. This, yeah. this, this chaosy stuff. This is pretty damn good. And and we, I mean, we have Rain in Hell, which is a game all about demons that is out at the moment. Which you could always throw these into and do some tweaking oh, with okay. if you wanted to. And there's also Idols of Torment coming up, which you know has its own aesthetic and things. But these mm -hmm. could easily work in that if you wanted to get a game for them before something you know proper comes out, perhaps for Trent Crusade or something. Oh yeah. So yeah, one hundred percent. Who knows where they will lead us next? Exactly, exactly. But uh, rounding out the Kickstarters and the show mm -hmm. for this week, oh, yes. we have some yes. samurai. Yeah, so uh, Fireforge Games, who folks will know, have done a lot of stuff in the historical sphere. Uh, you know, Deus Vault was a game from back in the day that everyone really, really enjoyed. I think a lot of people still play it, actually, which is really cool. Very good Crusade-style game, so they did a whole bunch of miniatures for that. They've also dipped their toe into the worlds of fantasy and created dwarves and humans and undead. But they are back on Kickstarter right now with The Samurai Wars, as Jerry was saying, uh, which is... Samurai! <laughs> Samurai! <laughs> you do have to say it in a proper way, I think. Yeah. Yes, Jerry uh, on but, steel. Uh, <laughs> but this is their look at creating a new set of multi-part plastic miniatures for your samurai battles on the tabletop. So we'll do a rundown. <laughs> are there pictures so, of the samurai? There are pictures of the samurai. Yes. Just going through there, there you see. So they're working on Ashigaru warriors with Yari and Naginata, Ashigaru shooters. I'm sure they'll change the name of that set eventually with Tepu and Yumi. So bows and guns. <laughs> You've got samurai warriors. So in the proper samurai armor, armed with Yari, Naginata and Katana. Samurai shooters with the Tepu and Yumi. So you've got guns and uh, and bows once again, but with heavily armored samurai. Then they're doing mounted samurai as well uh, with Yari, Katana, and Yumi. So you can have horse archers as well, which is really nice to see. And also you've got spears and swords there too. 
But then they're capping things off with another fun set, which is a set of warrior monks, uh, which are going to be armed with Naganata, Tepu, and Yumi. So I've said a lot of <laughs> a lot of words there. But, the basic, <laughs> but basically, basically means we're going to get samurai warriors armed with swords, spears, deadlier spears, <laughs> guns, <laughs> bows. <laughs> And, uh, and everything else in between, which I think is really awesome. Um, in addition to working on the core infantry, which you can see here, uh, Jerry's having a look at, uh, they're also going to be doing a bunch of special characters that are, you know, a big name for a lot of people who love their samurai period warfare. Um, so you've got Date Masamune, Takeda Shingen, and also Nobunaga Oda. Who, uh, I mean, pretty much everybody probably knows Nobunaga Oda, I would imagine, you know, bringing firearms and all that kind of thing to Japan and that kind of thing, which is kind of cool. Um, so if you're looking to play basically any samurai game, <laughs> I think this is going to be the place to go if they manage to get the, the funding and get these worked out. Um, as I say, they've done a really good job with a lot of their plastic sets over the last couple of years, especially when they've kind of come to their new, newer sort of fantasy stuff. I think they've really hit on sort of, uh, you know, how to bring those to life. And a lot of their sort of more, uh, more recent medieval kits have actually come together really nicely as well. I know a lot of people will use their Swedish warriors mm. and that kind of things in their medieval games. Um, but yeah, I, I think these are looking amazing. Uh, and uh, once again, it will be really fun to see what they do as the range grows and, and they get a, little, a few more funds in the pot. Yeah. It were. But, I quite uh, like the uh, the fact that they've decided to do plastic monks as well. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, because yeah. there are plastic samurai modern mm -hmm. um, foot out there already. Mm -hmm. um, Generally, if you want monks, then you're you're going to go for metal or resin, which not everybody yeah. likes for some yeah. reason. Well, nobody's rocking about with a Tetsubo. Got to break those horse legs. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe that'll be in Stretch Girls. <laughs> that would be very cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, as Jerry was saying, like there is a lot of samurai stuff out there at the moment, but I think this will give people a lot of. Uh, as like a single place to come and buy a whole bunch of plastic stuff yeah. if they get the funding I think it's quite nice because it's not quite funded it's just off I mean yeah. by the time you're watching this it probably will be funded you never know uh, but uh, yeah they've been working on this one very hard for the last couple of months mm. and things and they also scale quite nicely with the existing range as we saw in the kind of scale comparisons yeah. and stuff so you know they're not going to look out of place alongside Steel Fist and, and all those kind of things as well if that's the direction you want to go um, but yeah they're also working on a set of rules uh, for the Samurai Wars. Um, so if you're interested in playing their game and their sort of sort of imag imagined Samurai period warfare on the tabletop, mm -hmm. uh, then the beta rulebook is going to be available to backers once the campaign is finished, I think. Um, so because they're still tinkering away at the moment. Um, but yeah, that could be really cool as well. I, I think it's more must battle. Yes. Um, yeah. That one's going to be interesting to see yeah. how it goes. I know they've um, joined on with um, Fighting Hedgehog for Clash of Katanas. So if, if you're after more a, yeah. a skirmish version, you can actually get the rule books through this campaign as well um, for that. So yeah, uh, interesting how things go in sort of cycles, and we're just seeing the sort of <laughs> very much so. Yeah, glass yeah. of uh, samurai samurai um, coming through. Like that they show the the breakdown on how the models yeah. go together. It's a nice little touch. Yes. Yeah, it's always nice seeing what they're what they're doing and what's coming next from them. Very um, detailed campaign. Yeah, I've just seen the little bit of the side and how big it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. 
Uh, but yeah, fantastic stuff. If you are interested in fleshing out uh, a faction for that period, uh, it's probably a great way to go. I, I imagine they'll probably tack in some resin characters as well. They seem to do that a lot where they have the hard plastics and then occasional resin sort of character models or, or single figures that wouldn't make sense to have on a sprue. Uh, so it'll be fascinating to see. You might get your Titsubu then. Perfect. Yeah, excellent stuff. And there is 23 days left on that. Yeah, so 23 days left uh, from the time you're watching this. And as I say, just off. So if you want to make things a reality, make sure to dive in and pick those up for yourself. Yeah. plenty of time to get involved with that and plenty of time to get involved with our competition to win a copy of the bolt action island assault starter set uh <laughs> drop a comment below let me know what your favorite semi day is uh jack is obviously the correct answer uh if you fancy joining us on sunday for the xlbs we'll be over there with our cult of games members uh, wittering on about what we've been getting up to in the past week or so hobby-wise and taking a look at what people in our community have been hobbying on as well. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you back here next Friday for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.